Mike, thanks for being here with us today. Good to chat with you. Yeah, great. Man, I mean, I'm excited. Baseball's back and, and uh, you know, we are in March Madness. That's been awesome, but I'm ready for uh, I'm ready for it to really get going. Yeah, I'm seeing some spring training games on uh, TV. Lockouts over. Were uh, you concerned a little bit? They're going to reach a deal, or you kind of have faith the whole time? Any thoughts on the lockout? Yeah, you know, where baseball's you know making kind of made that comeback. You know, obviously we had a, a a tough you know tough situation with COVID and no fans and you know, and the guys had to endure that year. And I was pretty confident. I, I knew it was going to be a little bit messy early. I think there's some depth into the relationship. There always is, and basic agreements are up, and the things that we go through. And, you know, I went through a couple of those as a player, and we kind of understand that that's kind of the part of the deal. But, uh, you know, what they've gained, you know, with the, the DH and some of the revenue sharing and, and uh, you know, the cap is always going to be a big thing because baseball hasn't been – we weren't the first ones to run to the cap, you know, and so now that we're kind of incorporating those type of things, I mean, the pace of play issues I think are fine. Uh, I think they're going to, you know, at least in the minor leagues and stuff, they're you know, with the shot clock, you know, or more or less, uh, you know, I think all that stuff is pretty healthy. Uh, you know, I don't know what to think about some of the shift rules and I you know I didn't mind it I didn't, I didn't mind uh, be able, being able to defend guys and, and, and do that type of thing uh, you know so how they're going to put that together you know come in the coming years I think those are issues that was dealt with you know throughout this uh, these conversations and I think young players being able to get paid a little bit earlier you know when you got an MVP candidate like a trout you know and you've got him under a low low budget deal and you know, and your window is not forever. You know, I mean, we, we see these careers, uh, you know, back in even my dad's day, you know, Hank Aaron, Pete Rose, you know, play for 25 years. That's never going to happen again. Uh, you know, guys are too concerned about, you know, raising kids and, and, and enjoying the second half of their life, I think. But, um, you know, so a lot of that, it was just real interesting. Uh, but I think the guys are glad it's kind of settled for now. And uh, I think the things that they did add were probably good for the game. And uh, so hopefully we can, you know, get this thing going. It looks exciting. looks like there's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, tough competition in, in a couple of different divisions. Yeah, good. I think baseball has done a pretty good job for the most part. I haven't been as doom and gloom as some people on it. I feel like they've been pivoting a lot. It feels like there's been a lot changing just over the last decade or two with the shifts. And, you know, it's like they tried the different extra inning rules and then, they kind of change, you know what I mean? Like they're they're not just setting right. down rules for you know the next fifty years. It's right. kind of like, hey, let's try something new. And yeah. if this doesn't work, you know, maybe this shift thing that you know how, how to how to defend that, what's legal, what's not. Right. You know, if that doesn't pan out, I kind of have trust that they're going to have their antenna up to you know just make the game make the game good without making it weird. I guess, no doubt. I mean, I, I don't like you said. I don't want to get get weird and and all of a sudden you know. And I was asking, uh, and I don't even know, but I was kind of asking the other day. I'm like, okay. Let's say you got to have only two guys on that side, and you got to be in the end. What if the shortstop, you know, just kind of goes into his landing, but he crosses some kind of imaginary line of defense? So what is that? Is it a Bach? Is it an automatic runner on first? Is it, you know, like what? What's it going to be? You know, like, and how are they going to? Who who wants to enforce it? So I, you know, there's going to be some issues because I know these umpires. I mean, they don't they don't like uh, you know adding a bunch of you know, craziness that they got. It's tough enough to get those calls right and uh, and keep the integrity of the speed of the game and, and, and just getting the things right and having it be, you know. So I, I feel for the umpires a little bit in some regard on that. 
you know, about are they going to have to be measuring out alignments and, you know, calling timeout. Oh, no, he's, I saw his spike move off the grass, you know, a second and a half before the pitcher engaged the rubber. You know, I mean, come on. So let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How far the second baseman's too deep. He's too deep. He can't be – he needs it on the dirt or, you know. Yeah. It'll be interesting how it plays out. Well, then they're talking about, well, we'll put the infielders on the dirt, but we could we could bring the right fielder in to that short – that short position and then switch everybody, you know, shift everybody over. I mean, I don't know, man. I'm, and I hate to see it get too wacky. But. Yeah, yeah, I know. Hopefully we're all just overthinking it and it'll all go out smoothly. But uh, excited baseball's here. So uh, one thing I wanted to get your opinion on was the Matt Olson trade. So back in your uh, uh, stomping grounds, Atlanta, you're familiar with a lot of those guys involved in that. Well, all four of the guys we gave up, you know, uh, you know, the two pitchers, I saw Estes quite a bit. I didn't see – I only saw the, the, you know, the kid from Wake Forest that came in. Cusick, uh, Cusick yeah. got to see him a couple times. Big body, big arm. But I was real familiar, obviously, you know, being part of the hitting program over there. So, Pache and, and, and Langleers, obviously, I've spent a lot of time with both of those guys. And, um, you know, Matt Olson, you know, when Freddie's deal started coming down and, you know, I, I was – close enough to it but not on the inside of all that action obviously not being there on a daily basis but you know kind of knowing uh freddie's background and you know he's a socal guy and some things that could go on but he's also kind of settled into that's the one thing about a lot of players you see a lot of players that play for the braves that end up settling in the atlanta area so you know i'm sure in his mind he was going to be a lifer there and uh and fit in great i mean uh I, i'm just uh you know, I'm a big fan just because the home run he hit off a hater, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, uh, but, you know, his relationship there with, with the Braves and, um, you know, but Olsen, tremendous, you know, local guy. I think it's a, I think it's a, it's easier for players. You know, I hope it is for him to go home, right? He's going to Atlanta, but he's already been in the league for, you know, six or seven years, I think, and, you know, whatever it is. And so I think that'd be easier than maybe trying to come up as a local kid and, you know, coming through the minor leagues and everybody's like, when are you going to make it? You know, when are we going to see Atlanta? So, I mean, he's, so he's coming into a great situation. The leadership of that club, uh, you know, is really on those, on those young players, you know, Riley stepped into that role. I mean, Dansby Swanson's right in the middle of it. Um, you know, they just got some really good pieces. They got, they brought Rosario back. Uh, you know, which I thought would be a great deal. I mean, Duvall has always been a great addition, great teammate, you know, with the DH in place. But Pache going to, you know, get back on their side of it for those kids. Shea Langleers is a stud, you know, Baylor. Uh, I told him, I, you know, I, I, as I texted him, I just said, hey, you just can't get away from the green and gold, I guess. Uh, Baylor and Baylor and A's. Yeah, yeah. so anyway, so uh, he's going to get a good chance over there. Billy Bean does a great job evaluating talent. They obviously under, under, you know, are on a budget over there on that side of it. I mean, you know, they're not spending the top, top dollars like uh, like some organizations can. You know, like right now, National League East, I mean, we're throwing money everywhere. Yeah. You know I mean, so – and they have to because you got to keep up with the Joneses, you know. So, it's like, well, if you ain't going to do it, you know, you're going to get criticized for it and then the media is just going to hammer you, you know. So, uh, so that's all been, you know, so I, I'm thrilled for the young players. I think Pache, probably a good thing for Pache, just because uh, Atlanta is really loaded on that side of it. I still think Drew Waters is, is going to be a, a guy to be reckoned with over the time. And, and I hope this year it's kind of a big comeback year for him, but he's kind of in the weeds a little bit over there. 
But Shea, absolute stud. I mean, I think he's anywhere between Ria Muto and, and, uh, and Mike Zanino. You know, either way, how his career goes, if he's in the middle of that, if he's in the same conversation as those two players, he's had a heck of a career. So uh, I'm really, I'm really happy for him. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm going to try to, we're kind of continuing our working relationship. I've kind of helped him uh, build his swing a little bit coming out of college. And so we'll maintain that, uh, you know, so if I, who knows, man, I may have to end up in Sacramento this year to go see him for a little bit. If he doesn't, uh, you know, if he's not in the big leagues early, I don't know how they're, how it's going to play out over there. But uh, I think overall, good trade. You know, Freddie's Southern Cal guy, he's going to he's gonna love you know, a lot of that part of it. Some of it's going to wear on him a little bit. I mean, Atlanta traffic's ridiculous, but L.A. is more ridiculous. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Yeah, for sure, for sure, yeah. So uh, I know it's got to be a shell shock for somebody growing up. I've always heard you kind of fall in love with that first team. You know what I mean? You got yeah. your parents have all the gear, all the Braves gear, and then yeah. suddenly you text them and be like, I just got traded. Right. Like, is this good? I don't know what just happened. You know what I mean? But, it is. But getting an opportunity, obviously they care about those guys. So uh, so they're, they're in good hands, we hope. So um, so anyway, have you ever been traded? Is that something? Oh, man. So that. I was in uh, my, the first big trade that I was involved in was Dennis Eckersley and Bill Buckner going to Boston. Wow. All so right. the Buckner, we all know Buckner's history with the Red Sox, right? And uh, so that year I was in double A. It was my first full season. So kind of like Shea, a little bit early. And um, you know, I'm playing in double A. I go back on a ball, you know, rain ball, and I kind of tweak my knee. And so I had this sore knee. And so all of a sudden I get called in the office and I'm thinking they were going to put me on the DL or, you know, give me a few days to get my get healthy. And uh, the manager looks at me and he's like, you've been traded to the Cubs. I'm like, what? He said, yeah, we just made a deal, uh, Dennis Eckersley for Bill Buckner. And so I'm like, that sounds like an even trade. You know, like, why am I in the deal, right? right? Well, it came down to uh, Buckner was on the first year of a three-year deal. And Eckersley was on the third year of a three-year deal. So if, if Chicago doesn't have a – or Boston didn't have another player involved, or Chicago, I guess it was. Um, you know, it was kind of a mismatch because the years didn't match up. One guy could walk away. Yeah, so you could get one guy for one year, and the other guy's going to be there for a couple. And so, anyway, it came down to my understanding was it came down to me and a guy named Sam Horn, and Sam Horn had been in a big first baseman, six six, and hit like thirty seven homers in uh, Winston Salem or something. And so it kind of came down to that. So anyway, I go to Chicago and. You know, and I, I got to drive now from you know, uh, I was we were I was playing in uh, New Britain, Connecticut, and now I got to go to Midland, Texas. You know, <laughs> so I make this big drive, and uh, you know, it, it was okay. I mean, Boston was a little more personable about you know, it was kind of a family atmosphere over there. Well, they didn't draft a lot. They didn't. They in fact, I think the year I was chosen, Clemens was their number one pick, right? I was number two. Ellis Burke signed in the winter draft, you know, so Texas, he was represented in the, in the Red Sox organization for sure. And I was kind of following, you know, Jerry Remy was there. Marty Barrett was in AAA. And then I was kind of the, you know, next guy coming up. And, you know, you, you felt like you were part of it. But then going to the Cubs, I don't know. It was a little bit unsettling because I didn't feel like, like I didn't have anybody in my corner technically, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, where it's either the scout that drafted you or the first manager you had. 
you know, thought you were great and you're going to play in the big leagues. And then I went over there and it was kind of like, well, let's see how good you are. So one more, one last thing, we'll button up that uh, trade for Atlanta. So for the Atlanta fans that, uh, you know, excited about Olsen, but everybody falls in love with the the top prospects too. Um, is there any, did they clean out the house down in the minor leagues? Are there any names they should be watching for um, down there? That's definitely a, a big haul, right? I mean, Shea, the catching is a premium position, right? And that's, it's hard to find. That's why, you know, I, I ask guys that I work with now, especially younger players, you know, and, and they look like catchers, right, or something. But I'm like, do you catch? And they're like, oh, no way. You know, like nobody wants to catch. But, but that's a spot. Like, and that's a huge needed deal. Um, you know, Atlanta, I'm really excited uh, about Michael Harris, uh, the third, I think it is. And uh, he's another local product. Um, you know, real good talent, natural bat, can do a lot. I think he signed – I want to say he t- signed at Texas Tech to pitch. And then we took him as a hitter, you know. But that's what we did Austin Riley. Austin Riley was a pitcher in 29 teams draft. And now, you know, last year, okay, silver slugger, you know, top five MVP vote. You know, so this happens. So, yeah, Michael Harris is the guy. uh, And there's some really good pitching prospects over there. I mean, Muller, the local, our local giant stud. Um, You know, I love Kyle Wright. You know, and he, he, I think Kyle Wright, saved the series for Atlanta and nobody even there's not much talk about his outing and what that meant to the Braves at the time um but so I'm excited about him being in that rotation see where Muller goes um Michael Harris definitely don't give up on don't sleep on Drew Waters I'm looking for him to have a, a big year um you know so it's a there's some there's some exciting guys to watch yeah, for sure. Yeah, the Braves look like they're in a good spot, right? They're uh, the the rich getting richer. Have uh, Olsen come in there to kind of keep it going, like try to try to defend the title. And uh, boy, he's got you. Have you watched him hit much? He has, yeah. a, has such an interesting setup, right? Like the way uh, his hands are out. Like. Yeah, it looks. You know, it's a little bit of a crash in there, just kind of how he gets it all moving. But it's real connected, and uh, that he kind of to me has, um, you know, he's not real handsy. It's kind of a uh, – he's almost like he's, he's in a position, he's almost like just slamming the gate, mm-hmm. you know, or slamming that door. And that's kind of his swing is kind of that gated. It's a little bit gated, which the way he can manipulate and move it, good for you, you know. Uh, it's pretty simple. Uh, I don't think there's a – you know, there's probably a little bit of a timing element, you know, tied into it and, and all that stuff. But, yeah, that division, I mean, hey, the Mets are going to be better, right? I mean, Buck Walter knows how to run a bullpen, you know, knows about pitching. Uh, you know, guys play well, you know, for him. I mean, he's very prepared. Philly's stacked. I mean, they now Castellanos is over there, and they got some hitters, man. They're, they're going to be fun to watch, but you got to pitch. And uh, but they got that too, you know, Girardi. You know, that that's going to be – shoot, the Marlins got got guys. I mean, it's uh, – you know, there's it's going to be a tough division to get through over there, and, and uh, you're going to have to play well. You know, so you, you come out and win that division. You know, think about last year, man, Atlanta. We're sitting at the All-Star break, a game under 500. I mean, who would thought, right? I mean, what a story. You know, when you I'm not going back to it. And I can't wait to get my ring, by the way. But, um, you know, so we're – so it, it's just uh, – I think it's going to be an exciting time this year. you got some guys who have – some superstars who have got healthy that have been out a ways. And, you know, I got Dom Chidi's pitching coach over in uh, – you know, with with Anaheim and 
so I'm, you know, I'm going to kind of keep an eye on them and they're getting their guys back. And, you know, so there's a few teams that I'm kind of eyeballing and, uh, you know, Perry's the GM over there who, who worked, you know, with his, you know, his dad and everybody worked in the clubhouse and everything over here years ago with Texas. And so I'm really connected to those guys. And so it's, uh, you know, I can be a little bigger fan, you know, I guess, uh, you know, since I'm not working, you know, day in and day out with Atlanta, but I'm certainly going to be involved with those hitters that I've been involved in. So, yeah, for sure. Atlanta, uh, you said Anaheim, that's, that's a fun team to watch. Got Shohei and Trout to start, but then I like, they're actually looking to get some pitching in there. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, they got some it. young arms over there and then, uh, you know, Rendon's coming back. Right. Trout's supposed to come back healthier. Uh, you know, Fletcher, Battler, right? You, you, it's it's hard not to pull for Fletcher. You right. know what I mean? Like he's just a he's a scrapper, man. He's going up there to do. It. So yeah, I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna kind of keep an eye on that that group over there, and we'll get to see them too. You know, obviously te- with Texas, right? Yeah, yeah, they they come in town all the time. But uh, all right, one more question. We'll wrap up the trade talk. Um, I'm always I, I just love your stories here. So biggest trade that. Uh, you experienced that you were not involved in. That's a teammate of yours mid-season. Anything noteworthy that was like, wow, we didn't see that one coming. I want to say the biggest, the biggest one I in on it. Not that it made, but my rookie year in the Big was '87. Well, that was also the year Andre Dawson came to Chicago, and so we're in spring training, right? And uh, we're kind of getting ready, and you know, and we're the Cubs, right? I, I mean enough said we are the Cubs <laughs> you know so where are we you know where are we going to win the division I, I don't know you know that was back in the old the old uh, uh NL East you know right and, and so so I'm not saying you know we were losers or anything but you know the Cubs weren't at that time were in the powerhouse I don't think and right. although that you know the 84 playoffs was a big thrill for me anyway so we're in camp and uh all of a sudden it's like uh Andre Dawson. I'm walking in like in, I see Andre Dawson in the parking lot, and I'm like, "That's Andre," you know, like that was Andre Dawson, right? And I go, uh, "What? What is going on?" You know. So he comes in there and tells Dallas Green, "I'll sign the contract, and you pay me whatever you want." He didn't even have a dollar amount, and so you know, this is right at the verge of the million dollar player, right? Eighty seven. There were some guys starting to make you know some money and. But it was a big deal to make 800 grand. You know what I mean? The minimum, my first year in the big with 87, the minimum, what I, I made 60,000. Right. 62.5 was minimum. Well, $60,000 in the big leagues, that's, that's not a lot of money. I no, mean, you're yeah. living downtown Chicago and then you got, you know, apartment or house at home. And, you know, it's, it, it wasn't a, like, like, that's why you worked in the winter, man. He's <laughs> like, you weren't just sitting at home. You know, we were out you know, working landscaping or something. Right. But anyway, um, yeah, so Andre's in the parking lot, walks in, and all of a sudden it's like, we're going to sign Andre Dawson. He, you know, he told the Cubs, I'm going to sign your open contract. You pay me whatever you want. So I think they I think they ended up, like, paying him, like, 500000 or something, and he hit 49 homers. And, I mean, I, just to watch and see him play at the time, I was pretty in awe. You know, he was just a beast. You know, and I, that's just a – man you know as a player strong had a great arm he could run back then big power you know and and for him to come to chicago and pinstripes i mean he looked even bigger you know yeah it was just uh, that so that was probably the biggest maybe the biggest one just maybe it's because i was a rookie and he was such a stud and and star and i think that that's what coming to my mind probably the 
the quickest. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's a little bit of starstruck on that one. That would yeah. be a big name. Oh, you know man. what I mean? Like that's just uh, right in the parking lot. Like, hey, uh, he's in our parking lot. What's and what's he going is on? A monster. You know, what I mean, just, <laughs> I never seen anybody built like him. Man, it's like twenty four inch waist. You know, with like a. 50 inch chest. I mean, this guy was massive. Man. Right. That's crazy. So, all right. Well, cool. Well, we appreciate all the insight in, uh, in, into the, all that trade and the, uh, current events here. So we'll have to circle back and uh, as the season gets started and we'll kind of break down kind of what you're seeing out there, uh, you know, teams to watch players to watch that type of thing. And, uh, for anybody here listening at home, listening to your car right now, you want to hear more from Mike. Um, he's got a program together. Uh, me and him put it together. It's, uh, on baseballnotes.com. You click on programs and uh, Mike Brumley, the swing made easy, kind of breaks it down. Uh, a lot of the stuff that he works with the, a lot of the major league and minor league prospects that he was talking about, uh, as well as the younger guys too. It's really cool stuff. So I've seen him work with it. If you're curious, I'd, I'd encourage you to check it out. And again, baseballnotes.com. And again, click on programs, swing made easy with Mike. It's really, really good stuff. So I appreciate, I had to talk him into uh, kind of twist his arm a little bit into sharing for us. Not a, uh, not a big boasting type guy, but uh, it was too good to pass up this day and age. So uh, anyway, uh, Mike, I encourage everybody to check that out. And uh, again, I thank you for being here today. Awesome, man. Yeah, we can't wait to do it again. All right, man. Yeah, everybody have a good day.